to This Is Life. This is your host, Sean Johnson. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Uh, today's a treat. I'm really, really excited. You know, as you know, from time to time, I like to have a guest in. I mean, this the, the uh, podcast is called This Is Life. And, and so what better way to talk about life than just to talk to people who are experiencing life, just like you and me, who, you know, have we, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our sunny days and our dark days. Uh, the the Bible is very clear. Jesus mentioned about how the rain falls on the just and the unjust. His blessings are there for, and for all of us. Uh, and, and we also all go through, you know, some times that are definitely more difficult than others. And, you know, so when you're talking to people, when you get to experience people for who they are, and you see people for actual being human beings, you know, if we just listen, I think we can gain so much and have a deeper understanding about, you know, just society in general. And then just really having that compassion and to find the love of God in our hearts and, you know, to truly understand what it means to love our neighbor as ourselves. So I'd like to introduce today, Benice. Uh, hello, Benice. Hey, Sean. Good to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. You know, I, I've only known you for, what, in person, I mean, I, I, about a month ago, I think, yeah. when we first met when I was down visiting my folks in Dallas. And, you know, they, they told me, hey, I know you're going to come visiting this week, but we have actually a special guest here. Her name is Benice. I'm like, Bernice? I'm like, no, no, Benice with the no R. No. Okay, okay, awesome. That's unusual for me, but I, I I got it. Of course, I'm probably the first couple of times, and you probably get this a lot. Yeah. People called you Bernice. You know, it's not a name that we have uh, in America. And in case you didn't notice, she does have a slight accent. Uh, she's from South Africa. Yes. Uh, so that's a part of the story that we'll be talking a little bit. But anyway, I when I first met you, I mean, you, you can just tell that God had just really, you know, I can just automatically tell that God's really just blessed you and allowed you to, you know, come and, and be a part of just the, the, the group and the family and the ministry yeah. here. And, uh, and so that's only, you know, I, I do appreciate you a lot and I do appreciate yeah. the, you know, just your, your, your heart is just so much to desire to, to, to bless God and bless yeah. others. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's really a trait they don't see anymore a, a lot often. And so, you know, that's, that's commendable. And it's really an inspiration, I think, to others and me. I got to tell you, since you and uh, your friend Sonia have been here at the ministry in the office and we've come been working, I probably worked one of the last two weeks, which is actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been able to, to see clearly and just to, just to, to, to go on forward. Um, but anyway, so when I first met you, you know, it was just really nice to be able to have that experience. And then now mm -hmm. I've got to work alongside you and it's just kind of really been a really big pleasure. Oh. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of share with us just kind of how you got here. I mean, as far as, I mean, I know it's a long story, but I mean, mm -hmm. kind of some of the highlights, maybe like when you first started thinking about coming to the United States or how God, you know, maybe you never even had the desire. Just all of a sudden it just kind of happened. Just what are some things that really stand out in your mind that, kind of brought you to where you are here today? Well, yeah, it, it is a long story, but the short of it is um, I've always had a desire to, to move to the U.S. Um, and, you know, God says he does fulfill the desires of our hearts. And um, what happened was I, back home, um, I worked for my father in his company, but, you know, through it all, I always felt that, that, that I was living his dream, his dream for my life, and I wasn't fulfilled. Um, I want it more than anything, and I still do. Um, I want God's perfect will for my life. That is you know, what I want. You don't mind me asking, what kind of work was it? You don't have to say the name of the business, sure, but like, what sure. kind of work was it? We did quantity surveying. So what that is basically back home is you work with architects' plans that they drew up, and we do the quantity surveying. We do the cost estimation from foundations to up to the roof, everything that goes into building a house or a warehouse or alterations and additions. 
Um, so yeah, we did the cost estimation on, on those projects. Wow. And um, yeah, it was fun. Sounds very intense. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of responsibility. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you make her mistakes, it, it's millions of dollars right. or rands, you know. <laughs> wow. So yeah, um, I absolutely always had um, an issue with being fulfilled. I wasn't fulfilled and I really wanted to work for God. I wanted to do something in his kingdom. Um, and so what happened was I got involved in a ministry um, about nine years ago. And um, we, we communicated back and forth. And I actually went to, to visit them this last January for the first time in, in nine years since I've known them. And, um, well, I really believe that God has called me to the U.S. first and foremost. And with everything that happened with that ministry, I still believe he called me, even though things didn't work out. And, and you know, I have nothing but love for them in my heart, but things didn't work out. And there was many things that were exposed in that ministry. Um, so I had to move on. I, I couldn't stay there because then I, I accepted the error. Mm -hmm. And um, so I couldn't do that. And then <laughs> I called up Sonia and um, what a blessing she has been. And the short of it is, yes, I do believe God called me to the U.S. Um, I have a lot of prophecies I stood on as well. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm here now. I mean, I'm here. I'm, right. I'm, I'm in the U.S., and I believe God is going to open up doors where they need to be. What did you say? Was it, was it a, you know, when you, when you kind of made that decision, how did your family react? Like when you told oh, them, hey, goodness. I made the decision. I'm going to go to this ministry yes. that I've been talking to for about nine years. I'm leaving. I'm not, it's, not cause you're, it's not like you're just saying, hey, I'm going to go across the street. Yes. <laughs> I'm going across this giant ocean thousands yes. upon thousands of miles away. I mean, uh, that had to have been, I can only imagine if I were told that to my folks, what, what their reaction oh. would be. Oh, Sean, it, it was incredibly difficult. Um, I mean, me and my family, we are incredibly close. We are, <laughs> we are so, so close. So when I told them that this is what I felt God put in my heart and, and I'm being called to the U.S., man, it was like death. They, they mourned me leaving mm. and for me to pack up everything at home, it was horrible. Um, I'm still struggling with it, to be right. honest. Um, I don't think I'll get over it very soon. But to know... Well, especially if you were so close. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I mean my sister have two kids that I love as my own. Wow. And, you know, to, to leave that all behind, it, you know, that... And, you know, through everything that I've been through, the, the thing that I've learned the most is what obedience is in, in the kingdom of, of God, um, to be obedient. And, you know, one of my biggest tragedies in life is also my biggest testimony, and that... That goes to, to my cousin that passed away. And there I also learned the importance of obedience. So if you don't mind, I, yeah, I would like tell to, me about that. To, to share that with you. Yeah, because I always <laughs> yeah absolutely. I'd well, um, I always say the biggest tragedy in my life has also been where God has revealed his love for me um, in, in such an amazing way. So what happened is um, the Lord thought it best to take my cousin. Um, her name was Eunice. Um, he took her home in uh, June of 1999. Wow. And her death absolutely shattered How me. How old was um, she? She was only 22. Wow. She was very young still. Um, she had a two-year-old two boy, uh, baby boy. And um, what happened was they were driving and um, they were on a pickup truck and they had lots of powder that you make paint with. They had okay. lots of powder on it. And, and her husband... We don't know if, if the, the pickup truck was loaded too, too much or, or what happened, but he lost control of the vehicle and um, it, the, the car or the, the trip pickup truck rolled. And um, mm. all three of them um, went out of the car. Including flown. the child. Yeah, all three of them was wow. flown out of the car um, through her window. Oh and when, when her husband um, 
um, came to, he realized that, you know, they might be under the truck still. And on his way running to the truck, um, it was a powder. He couldn't really see. The powder was so fine. And on his way running to, to her and, and to search for them, um, he, he heard his son crying. So he ran in that direction. And on his way, he found my cousin um, lying on the ground. Mm. Um, so other cars stopped and, and they helped the, um, his boy. And he just sat with my cousin. And what happened was she, at the end of the day, she broke her, her neck very highly. So I know she tried to speak and all of that. So it was very traumatic. Mm. But the, the big thing about that is um, when the paramedics came and her husband took um, their little boy and he just held him close. And suddenly, um, while the paramedics was working on her, his son took his little hand and he pushed his, his father away from his chest. And he said, look, daddy, there goes mommy on the white horse. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So he literally saw his mom. <laughs> go to heaven wow. on a white horse. And that has been the most, nope. it has been such a, a well, nothing else at that moment. Exactly. I mean, at that moment, it's like, there's a sense of clarity and a peace. I mean, we always yes. talk about, the Bible talks about peace that passes all understanding. And, and, you, yeah. and you don't really know what that, what that means yeah. until you have and hear about experiences like that, where all exactly. of a sudden, you know, in the midst of the most tragic situation, especially for such a young mm -hmm. boy, you know, just losing his mother and seeing his dad in a, in a, in a just a tragic state, yeah. and, and then just being the, the the conduit for God's peace in that right, right in that moment. Yes. I mean, yeah, absolutely right. It all of a sudden, then this reveals God's goodness even in the darkest of times. Absolutely, it was such a comfort. Um, and you know, after that, um, we learned that she passed away, and, and I was so crushed. Um, I have never felt that way. It's the very first time I always say, it's like I felt my, my spirit mourning. Mm -hmm. And what happened is um, we had a, a very small church. I, I grew up in the country and we had a small church, but a new pastor was called to the church. And um, his name is Pastor Philip. I love him dearly. And um, so he was called to the church and we decided, you know, we're going to give it a go because we drove to church very, very far. And it was so close to, to where we lived now that with the new pastor. And we decided to give him a chance. Sure. And um, we went to church, and he has a very strong prophetic ministry. And the very first time I, I, I came to the church, I was crying, obviously. As soon as the worship starts, you know, I would always start to cry. And well, yeah, absolutely. I was broken. And um, he walked up to me, and he pointed his finger, and he told me, God says your spirit yearns for somebody. And um, what happened after that is, is, is the testimony. Um, his daughter, Madeline, she lives... She, she, the pastor's it, daughter. Don't yes, that is the pastor's daughter. Um, she stayed at home when, when the pastor moved uh, to, to the country where we lived. And um, one day, because she had such an amazing um, relationship with God, um, he told her one day, Madeline, you need to move. You need to move to the country. Our, the place was called Sandra. And God said, you need to move to Sandra. And she's like, Lord, my, my, my whole life is here. My friends are here. Um, I'm happy here. And, you know, it's, it's such a small community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's awful, really, to, to live there. <laughs> but, um, right. um, and still, God just put it on her heart. And um, because she loved him so much, and this is where obedience comes in, she said, okay, Lord, I'll move. I don't know why, but I'll move. And um, it turns out she was going to be the, the next youth minister um, at our church. And I decided, well, I gave the pastor a chance. I might as well give Madeline a chance. And um, I walked through the doors and she was up on the stage. And of course, she told me this afterwards. She said, the moment that I walked through the doors, God said, 
do you see that girl over there? And she's like, yes, Lord. And God said, she is the reason that you had to move. Wow. And God literally sent me someone from another state yep. to carry me through Eunice's death. Wow. Um, you know, and obedience, obedience. Can you imagine where I would have been today right. if Madeline was disobedient? Well, I think that's that, you you're exactly right. I mean, I, I've taught a lot about, you know, you never know. The Bible talks about Esther and how she was there for such a time as this. Yes. And, and I truly believe that every single person has at least, I mean, at one moment where their their existence is defined, where yes. they are... If they, especially if they're just obedient, they just listen to the Lord or listen to their earnings. And even if they're a non-believer, if they just listen to just their natural inclinations, yes. especially when it comes to some things that are just really difficult. When, when there are doors that are in front of us that look very difficult to open, mm-hmm. but we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that we have to open them, you know, where do you find that strength? And I guess maybe that's my question to you is like, you know, now that you have an understanding of not only with with, with the pastor's daughter and then even in your own circumstances coming yeah. over to, to the United States, what, what would you say to somebody who's literally looking in, in front of a, a really difficult door that they know they have to open, that God is really putting on their hearts to, to do, but yet the sacrifices that's going to take in order to walk through that door yeah. are monumental. Maybe they have to, like you, you give up what they've known in their family, or maybe they have to uh, you know, just step out of their comfort zone. Maybe they have to leave uh, their work. You know, yeah. Maybe they have to uh, you know, uh, they, they, maybe they've been doing something uh, like in their work for a long time. Like God's calling them to do something completely different and completely new. Yeah. You know, what, what would you say is a word of encouragement to them to let them know that it's worth it once they just make that decision to, as Peter did, get out of the boat and take that step of faith? Absolutely. I think the first thing that I would tell that person is how much do you love him? Mm. Because your love for him will really depend on your obedience. Um, God has put it on my heart that, you know, he is above parents. He is above our work. He has to be above all that in our hearts. So my first question to that person will be, how much do you love him? Because if he is truly first and foremost, um, number one in your life, and you've completely given yourself to him spiritually, physically, right. in every level, um, then the obedience is almost easy right it's almost natural it's almost natural right. yes um, well absolutely I th- that makes a lot of sense i think because yeah. I-, I think that sometimes we forget that when we become saved and we become when we acknowledge jesus in our lives and when we have given ourselves to him we have truly given ourselves to him exactly at yeah. that point we're saying god i trust you just like you clothe the grass the field you yeah. feed the flocks of the air you're going to clothe and you're going to feed me and, and yes. i'm going to you know, love God with all my heart, soul, and strength, and love my neighbor as myself because God, I'm trusting in you to take care of to take care of me. You know, I, I believe that that's that's exactly true. Yeah. Um, have you has that has now that you've had several months away from your family, and I know mm-hmm. it was really difficult. Have they acknowledged? And I mean, obviously, they still miss you. I mean, that's yeah. that's no question. And yeah. I know that you're able to talk with them. You know, thank God for modern technology. Thank you're God. Able to, Amen. You see, how do FaceTime <laughs> and that kind of deal, yeah. and have that communication. I mean, that definitely makes it a little easier. But it does. there's nothing like actually being there and being able to hug them and yeah. you know have dinners and those kind of things. Of course. Um, but now that they've kind of seen, uh, I don't necessarily think you know that there's a way that they can measure in 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 you know, in physicalities, you know, but I think that just seeing you, however, and just seeing, 
you know, that you do or that you are. Well, you tell me, like, what, what, okay. how are they, have, have they taken it a little easier now that now it's been a little while? Yes. You know what? Um, I guess they, they started to realize that, you know, obviously I was very serious about God's call on my life and I had to be obedient no matter what the cost. Right. Um, so now that I've been here and especially with you guys in, in, in this ministry, um, they, all they say, always, all they tell me really is your, your faith has really inspired us. Wow. Um, your obedience has inspired us. And I truly believe that they see that, that I'm happy because I've always searched for God's perfect will for my life. And now that I feel that I'm, I'm entering into it, I'm happy. And because right. I'm happy, it's, it makes it easier for them. Right. Um, yeah. So no, that's true. Yeah. The Bible says to be, be perfect and entire wanting nothing. A lot of people kind of confuse that. They think of perfection. They think of like without guilt, without fault. But truly, mm-hmm. perfection means complete. Yes. And that's really what, you know, it can have flaws, but, it can, but it's still complete. I think that's the yeah. whole purpose of us giving our lives to Jesus is that he will make us complete. Absolutely. That he, will, he will see us that we're entire, wanting nothing, that be, other than just God and just having him in our lives. Yes. So that, that absolutely makes sense. Um, kind of tell me, you know, you're, when you're growing up, have you always been in a Christian home? Was that a, always a part of your life growing up? Oh, yes. I was very privileged. Um, my parents taught me about Jesus, about the workings of the Holy Spirit since I was a small child. Um, yeah, I was really, and now that I'm grown up, I, I realize how blessed I was to have had that. I mean, I, I remember um, a guy came to my father's business and he, he sold tapes, you know, tapes at, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the 80s. Right. And oh, yeah. my, my dad bought a whole, you know, suitcase full of them. And it was all about the songs that children sang about Jesus and the love of Jesus. And I've always um, had such a powerful um, love for worship. And that really, I, I really believe it shaped my life since I was a child to, to know Jesus and to know the Holy Spirit. And, um, and, and with Madeline also, there I learned how personal your relationship with Jesus can be that he actually talks to you and that mm. you can talk back to him not just Lord I love you and thank you for the day but a personal relationship um, so really God has guided me throughout all my life and and him just blessing me with with Madeline in, in my biggest heartache was I always say apart from the cross um, what he did for me there is one of the biggest expressions of his love for me because through my biggest heartache he, he didn't leave me alone and he made the provision for me to go through that um he still allowed it and that is what god's going to do sometimes he's going to allow things in our lives right. but he won't he won't let you go through it alone no exactly right I, you know there's always that saying uh, in fact i'll probably end up doing an episode on in the future but yeah there's always that saying that people tell you that god will never give you more than you can handle and, and whereas that's a good statement i I think what we really need as believers take it actually a step further. And really, in my opinion, more biblically, is that yeah. God will never give you any more than he can handle. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 of course, you think about that, and that's like, because yeah. I, I have limitations, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely only so much that I can handle. Yeah. However, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And so, therefore, yeah. the scope of view of, of, of what's ahead of me is much greater, but yes. it's much more comforting. I would I would much rather have God behind me with an open view and challenges in front of me Absolutely. than an easy road and doing it by myself. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, at that point, I, I no longer become uh, you know, self-serving. I become God-serving, and I become yeah. other people serving. And and I believe that that's really 
who we are as people who we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, you know, along the road and and again, you're, you know, you're especially, it sounds like for God, God's really been teaching you just the, the blessings of obedience, you know, yeah. over the years. And even in the last, maybe the last year or so, was there ever a moment where, you know, you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have, <laughs> yeah, you know, was I hearing right? Oh, yeah. was, was I? Well, it was there. Was there a time you're like, <laughs> I, boy, did I miss it? You know, like because yeah. hey, we all have our doubts, and I think that's just a part of, of obedience. You know, it's just like, uh, especially when you don't see the blessings right up front, or mm -hmm. they're not as prominent. You're like, I think I really missed it. Was there ever yeah. a time like that where you just had that doubt? And and, and it's not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to exploit it. No, no. But I, hopefully, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just trying to. You know, just to encourage others who may be going through a lull. They know that God told them to do this, but at the same time, they're feeling like you know they're they're kind of in a in a in a, in a lonely place right now. Absolutely. Well, first of all, you're always going to doubt if if God spoke to you, un unless it's an audible voice. Right. Um. So what we have to learn is, you have to establish your relationship with God before the storms, because in the storms, it will be very hard to hear Him. Sometimes. Say that again. That's really good. Yeah, you have to yeah. you have to establish your relationship yep. with God before the storms yep. because during the storms our emotional we are so emotional that you can't really hear from God. Um, so if you're in the storm already um, and and you you want to know if you have heard God correctly and, and to be obedient, you know that's always going to be a challenge. But well, yeah, because you're gonna I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're exactly right because at that point you're gonna have a hard time hearing God's voice versus the storm's voice. Exactly. You know you're gonna hear more. Of just the the, the echoes yes. and the distractions and the and, and the things of the, the world that that seems so much more appealing or the least tempting, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm losing sight of what's God in front of me. So you're absolutely right. I think yeah, having that yes. relationship is and you paramount. know life is going to happen. So establish, learn how to hear from God before the hard times come. The reason that I know that I heard from God is. Um, while I was visiting the people in the ministry that I just came from, um, one one night we were watching TV, and I mean we were really, really watching TV. There wasn't anything that occupied my mind. Um, we were really I was concentrating on the TV, and suddenly, the Lord flooded my mind um, with Madeline and her obedience, and He clearly spoke to me and said, "My child, if you're not going to be obedient to to make this move." A lot of the things that I have planned will not come in fulfillment. Mm. And that really got my attention. Yeah. Um, and that is, I, I can honestly tell you, um, that is one of the times that I know that I know that I heard the Lord speak to me. So sometimes you'll wonder, did, did I hear right? Sometimes you'll think, oh, this was my own thought. But there are some times that when God speaks to you, you know. Right. Um, so that is the only way I can explain it, that I know that I know that, I, that I've heard. And luckily... Um, <laughs> Because of Sonia and, and the things that we went through now together, um, she was my confirmation that everything I heard from God while I was at this ministry is also true. Wow, you're absolutely right. And, and that is really encouraging to, to me, and I, I think it will to be to the listeners, especially those who maybe are facing some you know, struggles with knowing, oh, okay, God, I, I think I hear you. I know I, know I hear you. <laughs> but, man, it's going to be really, really tough looking forward. And so that's an encouragement to them. You know, so so it's, it's definitely apparent that, like you mentioned, about how we have to have a relationship with God before we really step out into this type of faith, into the storm, yeah. because that's what's going to be our fundamentals. That's what's going to be our base and the strongest point of us. What are some, you know, I used to call when I was in, you know, youth ministry, 
I used to create, I used to tell the kids to basically, I want you to imagine having a, when you get to heaven and you're in your mansion and you know, they're on the coffee table. Everybody has coffee table books, right? Yeah. I, I want you to imagine in your, in your mansion in heaven, there's a coffee table book that God has laid aside and it's just filled with pictures of intimate moments between you and the Lord. And, and, and how full will it be? Will, will it be just a couple pages? Are you going to have multiple, multiple, you know, uh, you know, a series of pictures of where it's just you and the Lord just have just talking and communicating and experiencing one another? Because I think that's the whole difference between being a Christian and being a disciple is that you can just name Christ and, hey, I'm a Christian. Or a disciple of God actually seeks out the Lord and, and pursues the Lord and, yes. and desires to have a relationship with him that just like I would have a relationship with my wife or my friend or somebody I'm really close to my family, I can have a relationship with the Lord. And so, so I would encourage them, you know, to go and create memories with the Lord, you know, yes. fill up your photo album with God and whether it be, you know, in, in a, in a local, you know, in, in, in a, you know, I gosh, go to a park or, you know, go yeah. to, you know, the lake or just go someplace even private that you, even your prone prayer closet, even your own car, yeah. someplace where you can just be alone with the Lord and just experience him. Well, for, for you, you know, what are some places like that for you where maybe even something, is there a time where you were just were close to the Lord and memorable, you know, maybe some of your favorite, as I said, you know, photographic memories with the Lord, yeah. you know, things that he would, you would find in your uh, book of memories with God. Like, is there, an, and maybe in addition to that a question, you know, what are some ways that you do get close to God? Do you, do okay. you prefer praise and worship? Do you prefer this intimate prayer? Do you just prefer silence? You know, where, uh, you know, do you find the most strength in, in, in getting closer to God? Okay. That's an interesting question. I, I've never really thought about that. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, well, if I think about back on my time with the Lord, um, Man, um, I think all my titles would be, you know, helping Venice out and putting her in this protective bubble, really. Right. And the, the special moments would definitely be all the times that I had with my family, the way that God blessed me with, with a fantastic, a loving family, a healthy right. family. Um, yeah, and, and the way that I really seek the Lord is um, through worship. God has really put a, a heart of worship in me. My mom always said, you know, I was literally a four, five-month-old baby, and I would rock in my in my crib and hum. So mm. I was singing since I was about five months old. So God really put a heart so of worship. So you sing? I did not know you sang. Yes, I absolutely love and to worship God is 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 amazing. And the thing that I learned through the hard times is when you don't know how to pray, when you don't know what to to tell the Lord, um, just worship, because. Mm. Um, there's a song that Wes Hampton sings. It's called Nothing Can Take You From Me. And the lyric says, Every prayer whispered and every praise offered from places of sorrow is precious to me. So many times when I go through hard times, when I go through you know happy times, praise, praise God yeah. um, and, and worship. Worship has always been my thing. So... When, when when I'm angry with God, I'll worship. When, <laughs> and you know what? I actually thought about that. You know, when you talked about the books, what we might see in heaven one day, um, and it's all not, not all good books. Um, no, that's you know, true. We go through hard There's, times. Yeah, with that's God. that's a part of every relationship. Yeah. It's, it's not always going to be roses and flowers. You know, exactly. It's going to be yeah. definitely. A, but I think that's what makes it real. I think that's what makes it, uh, you know, something that's beyond just an identity. It's like. We have a relationship with God, just like a relationship with a person. You're going to have 
spells where it's dry and, and yeah. empty. You're going to have times where it's joyous. You're going to have times where you're angry. You're going to have times where you're, you just, you know, you're just so in love with God, you know, yeah. and, and that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So there's no question, you know, that that is that's precisely. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, that's what makes God more real. I think that really is what you know. If you look at even Adam and Eve, you know the beginnings of relation. Uh, that's that's I believe that's the whole point of why Jesus came to this earth yeah. was to restore the relationship God had with man in the beginning. Yes. And now that we have that opportunity, because Jesus lives inside of us, because we're no longer subject to the flesh and subject to our own desires. Now that we have Christ in us. And that's what God sees. Now, all of a sudden, we can start fulfilling the potential of life that we were supposed to and designed to from the beginning before we were even created. Absolutely. And, and the thing um, that we have to take from those, those hard times is, for me, um, for being angry with God for almost a whole year because of a lot of things he allowed to come into my life. Um, you know, I mean, I had the best relationship with God, and even I got angry with him. That's normal. But yeah. the thing I take from it is going through all of that I went through for a solid year, um, the worst trauma for me was not being close with God for that year. And I learned that, yes, I, I've always served God from, since I was a little girl, but that at that time in my life proved to me that, you know, I've tried to live without him. I was angry with him. I didn't want anything to do with him. He's, he's allowing all these things in my life. And and I realized I could never do that. <laughs> I, I serve him now because I cannot live without him. I cannot go on day-to-day -day life without him. So sometimes in the hard times, it'll reveal what's in your heart. And that's a good thing. Well, that's absolutely a good thing. And, and I think that's what also makes – and I think that's the kind of the takeaway to, to, from, from today is that just the, when, you, when you trust God – and when he, when, he, when he sets things in front of you that may seem difficult, yeah. but when you have a relationship with him, you automatically at that point have developed trust with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier to walk through those doors that may seem difficult. And yes, they're going to have sacrifices. But you know what? Just like everything else in life, you know, it, it, if it's worth doing, it's going to be difficult. But at the end of the day, you, you'll finally see the light. And you'll finally see what God truly had intended all along. So, well, thank you, Benice. I appreciate you so much for coming in today. And I you know, pray that everyone out there, you guys are blessed. Have a wonderful day. God bless you guys. Until next time, aloha and mahalo.